The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I'm freezing in my office. It's very cold here in North Carolina. It's like 55 degrees. I'm joined by Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? Hello. Um, just a clear Breach. Uh, you are in the south along with uh, Brinson, one state over. I am in upstate New York. Uh I don't have any hair and no hat on, and this moron who has hair plugs is wearing a toboggan, as we called it growing up. And he just called 55 degrees <laughs> 34 cold. degrees in Are Raleigh. you kidding me? Were you raised seat. in Hawaii, Brinson? <laughs> my goodness. Not all of us, Breach, are rich enough to afford central air in our offices. Okay, buddy? Well, I have a fire going behind the, the camera yeah, here. That's yeah. how I stay warm. That I yeah, made we... myself using a rock and whatever else you use to make fires. <laughs> a stick. <laughs> you seem like somebody you want to be out in the wilderness. I know, right? Survivor, uh, man, I wouldn't here. last 14 seconds in the wilderness. If you're watching on YouTube, of course, we do these recaps live Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hit the subscribe button and mash that like button. We'd love to give away a Brinson Sucks hat tonight. Can I ask a question? You may. I just found this out because December 18th is the Wilson family christmas party devo there are two football games on saturday the december 18th are we live going live after that as well wow that was uh that was going to be talked An internal about after, discussion after this episode yeah that was on my list of agenda items post show i'm putting devo on the spot so i can get out of the if you just podcast. kept your mouth shut we weren't going to have to go live so just... well i there are two games so there's a chance we'll be doing that live as well is my point We'll discuss. Yes, there are. are there do you, have, been do you have one of those magic men in black zappers where we can hit everyone? It's called a neuralizer nerd. Okay. It's thirty. It's thirty-seven degrees here in, in Raleigh. It's not that cold. No, stop I'm, it. I'm playing it up. Yeah, anyway, oh, I know why you're uh, denigrating my temperature situation. Why is that? Because your team is now perfectly five hundred after losing to Mike. You lost to Kirby Cousins. You're six, six, and one. I'll repeat what I said last time, time when I dress up as a yellow Volkswagen bug. That was the Super Bowl for me, the Ravens game. This game was just entertainment. Now, when it was 29 nothing, I, I didn't enjoy myself. In fact, I told Debo I stepped away for a bit. And then when I returned, uh, things were <laughs> taking a turn for the better. But uh, for 55 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, I had no expectation that the Steelers were going to be in this thing. And then the Vikings started Vikings it up. Well, I mean, I, th I think the we talked about this in the preview. If if you listen to the podcast or watch HQ, is if you if you engage, if you like convince the Vikings to get close at all in the second half, they will wing the ball around and turn this into a scoring fest. Let all hell break loose and let it come down to a one possession game because apparently they're 
sociopaths? I don't, I don't know, Breach. What I mean, like, but it ended up being an eight-point game somehow, despite a what, what was it at halftime? 29, 26? It was 29 to nothing late in the third quarter. Well, I feel like the Vikings are the team you want to study if you want to test Brinson's game theory. <laughs> that's that's how this all goes. Just because it's so unpredictable. It's so kooky and unpredictable. Right. Every second half. This is every single week of every time they play this whole entire season. I mean, there was when this game was 29 to nothing, I, you got up and walked away, Wilson. Uh, Brinson, did you at all think this was over? No, no. I hammered the over in the second half and then hammered the live over. And I took the Steelers plus 28 and a half. Very profitable game for me because you know why? The Vikings are lunatics. They will not let anyone die. They're up 23 to nothing at halftime. And there was no way, like, if you're a Steelers fan and you know the season's already dead, you're probably walking out on it. But, like, clearly Big Ben was going to come out and sling it around and, and this game was going to turn into, and, and then, like, conversely, Mike Zimmer was going to run Alexander Madison or apparently Dalvin Cook into the line. You're going to end up in a shootout. And could the Vikings hold on? They did. Wait That's a second, it. though. Here, here's my question for both of you. It's 29 nothing, late in the third quarter. Dalvin Cook and or Madison and or anyone else you put back there. You could put Garrett Bradbury back there. He's running for 200 yards. Why are you throwing the ball down the field that led to that first interception that started turning things around? Like, why? Would, why? That's my question. They're addicted to late scoring like, like well, I, games, I, don't I think it, the thought process there is Mike Zimmer, who loves to run the ball, was thinking, we're not going to blow this. If I run the ball in every play and, and we blow this because, you know, we go three and out because the Steelers are bringing up everybody to stop Dalvin Cook now, I'm going to look like an idiot. And then it happens anyway. So this was just an absolute damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it doesn't matter what the Vikings do. The end of the game is going to be crazy. Whatever this, the decision they make is going to be the wrong one. I was telling Debo before you guys hopped on that, that like he said, that, that I think they were going to win the Steelers. I mean, I wish Pat Frymuth had caught that ball at the end because that would have been awesome. That was a, a great throw by Roethlisberger after 30 minutes of wholly unwatchable football. What do you say? I mean, Ben in the second half looked like, like I kind of want Ben back for another year. Well, that's the problem. You don't know which one's going to show up. But <laughs> the uh, pretty spicy. No, stop it. He's he's going after the way. Do you see the way he looked in the first half? Every time he came up the field, I was surprised he didn't try to choke Mike Tomlin. And he's like, hey, I don't know if I could take him. So I, I, I look at Mike Tomlin was... like, why aren't we? Why aren't we running screens? Why aren't we running the ball more? Why are like this is the worst rushing defense? <laughs> man. What are we doing? They figured he's it out terrible. in the second half. Like, what is going on? The Steelers' offensive play calling was so horrible in the first half that it surprised that Ben Roethlisberger was not taking the hospital at halftime. He got hit so oh, hard. I it, thought was, after, it, was, it was bad. It I was thought after the bad. 12th sack in the, in the second quarter that they're going to just put Mason Rudolph out there, but he keeps coming back there. He keeps taking punches. I want, I want the Steelers to trade two first round picks for Bruce Aries for, and make him the OC. They had him. And they like fired him. Cut it loose deep. They fired him for Todd Haley. By the way, Todd Haley much better than Matt Canada. But what I was going to say, I was talking about. First of all, Bruce Arians retired, according to the Steelers, not according to Bruce Arians. I was telling Debo before you guys hopped on that uh, I didn't care that they were going to lose. It was entertaining to watch the way the way it finished after twenty nine nothing. Because as you guys pointed out, Vikings Vikings it up. But this was basically a game between two teams that do not deserve to even sniff the playoffs. Because whoever plays the Vikings, should they find their way into the playoffs, are going to be extremely excited. No one's going to face the Steelers because they're not going to the playoffs. Or the Vikings going to face the Packers? And be like, yeah, hey, we already beat them once. Uh, uh. 
Yeah. I mean, the thing he, is, if you have a player like Dalvin Cook, he you can get you can win at least one playoff game. Rich, with... you're talking yourself into things because you come from it from the perspective of a team that hasn't won a playoff. And ain't being a jerk, a team that hasn't won a playoff game in a while. The reality is the Vikings are terrible. And they're not going to be up 29-0 against any team in the playoff, I would imagine. And the thing is, if they are, those teams are better than the Steelers, and they're probably going to find a way to lose that game. So Dalvin Cook is amazing. They're, not ter- they're the only team in the NFL that has been up at least six points in every single game they've played this year, and there's something to be said for that. And Otherwise, how many, every how many, other team. How many one-score wins? Do, uh, how many one-score games have they played, though? 12. All of them? <laughs> so. All right, Breach, Breach, let me ask you this. What is the percentage chance, uh, or Breach percentage chance, your homemade algorithm you're cooking up? Right. <laughs> The, the Vikings bot, drunkenly down. stumble into the Super Bowl. Wait, who? Uh, they get to the Super Bowl? No, no, Stop. drunkenly stumble into the Super Bowl. How does like, that work? Like these, the Vikings are in insi- like yeah, like one point point zero zero one percent. Like winning their first playoff game, I think they would have a shot. I mean, they can beat anybody or lose to anybody. They yes. can't beat anybody. Yes, though. they can't That's, hold. I, a I lead. agree with that, Brinson. Let, guys, guys, NFC guys, Chargers, guys. That may be pretty close, but I, I would take the Chargers 10 times out of 10. But just think about this for a second. Before you start getting all up on the Vikings, Breach mentioned that they've been up as on You're a lot. because they beat the Steelers. No, but here's the thing. Like, the first half when Dalvin, oh! Cook was, when Dalvin Cook was running wild, that was some of the worst run defense I've seen at any level in my 48 years on planet Earth. And Troy Eggman was like, what is going on there? And I was like, Troy, I agree with you 100% because, I mean, Brenton is running for 200 yards in the first half behind, against, not necessarily behind the offensive line, but against that Steelers D. Troy Aikman's line was, he goes, no, I, I handed off to Emmett Smith a lot. <laughs> if we won three Super Bowls. I'm not sure I've seen bigger holes in my life. It's like, That's exactly, and he wasn't wrong. But he might not be wrong. It wasn't he, even a credit to the Vikings offensive line. It was the Steelers defense was garbage. Oof. Man, it was tough. The to watch. Steelers looked like exactly like the team that put everything into that Ravens game, and then showed up thinking they could just. No, I don't think out. they showed up thinking that. I think they, they that's who they are. Like somewhere in between, they're the second and third quarter. They're not the first and fourth quarter, maybe. But here's the other part of that equation, by the way. The Vikings showed up and fooled you guys for thirty minutes. In reality, they're probably closer to the final thirty minutes. Probably no, the Vikings came up like they actually watched film of their opponent. I mean, look, the, they did their homework. They said, Hey, the Steelers have one of the five worst rush defenses in the NFL. We're just going to give it to Dalvin cook the whole time. The Vikings also have one of the five worst rush defenses in the NFL. And it was like the Steelers didn't even know you were allowed to run the ball in the first half. They completely ignored the run and tried to throw it. And that's why Ben Roethlisberger was getting killed. The Vikings first half was one of the best first halves we've seen from a team yeah, this year, ever they dominated the Steelers. <laughs> ben Ro- Ben Roethlisberger was like getting the snap and just and and they were fumbling snaps, like high snaps. By the way, I don't know what game killed. Breach was watching. Najee Harris had twenty carries, and when you're down twenty to nothing, you're not going to just keep running the ball. They were running the ball into the to the. I'm second talking half. about the first yeah. half. They weren't down. Did you see the football game? The game was yes. over. They were down 16 points and they were establishing the run with a two like a, like a shotgun draw. You don't just, give up on your game plan in the first half. They they were running the ball in the second half. So I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Look, the Steelers had no what are you talking about, man? The Steelers had He's no business getting back in that game. They right. were running the ball, but the Vikings are addicted to one-score games. They wouldn't let the Steelers get like lose. It was crazy. The Steelers There's were no on life support. Reason. 
The Steelers on life support. Mike Zimmer said, no, you cannot die. Wake up. Don't die yet. So they're like, all right, no, we'll no, hang around. Kirk Cousins right. said that. Bre- Breach, let me ask you this. 12 hours or, or, I don't know, 18 hours ago, I tell you that questionable Dalvin Cook, who probably isn't, we don't think, eh, maybe he's going to play, maybe he's going to get like 50% of snaps. He runs 27 times for 205 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Mm. What's the score? Uh, 49, nothing. <laughs> it ain't 36, 30 to 27, Stop it. 27, 20. Stop I mean, it. it's a Vikings game. I would predict a one score game. No matter what it's the Vikings. Why are you talking about them as winning a playoff? I don't understand where that's coming from. That's my confusion. No, they can lose look, anyone. They can beat anyone. Score to the third quarter. They were scoreless to the third quarter. It was a bludgeoning. The Steelers and team is a kicking. That's right, but th- this is not a playoff team they're playing. This is actually one of the worst teams in the NFL, given they're the way they the played. The Steelers. The Steelers, the way they played in the oh, first yeah. 35, 40 yeah. minutes. I mean, they're not beating anyone. They're losing. They're, they're down to the Detroit Lions 20 to nothing at halftime if they play that, that way. Who's uh, <laughs> Brittany Dunn? Might, 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 I might sprinkle a little bit of the Vikings Super Bowl odds. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just crazy enough to make a run. So I was telling also Debo because I show up early while you guys are getting your hair fixed or whatever. I, I was saying that one of the things that frustrated me most about that game was uh, Chase Claypool's stupid uh, Chase Claypool's stupid finger poke in the first half that negated a, a short gain, and it was obviously uh, the way they're calling it now. They're going to call that, and then Chris Boyd with that stupid flex over James Washington that uh, took what was a three yard loss and made it a first down because it was a fifteen yard. Um, personal foul penalty for taunting or whatever they call it now. After the game, Mike Tomlin said that he benched Claypool for a little bit after that dumbass taunting finger point in the first quarter. Um, I'm fine with him benching him. Claypool has had his moments. He had a huge, a couple of huge catches down the stretch, but he's had a couple, I get he's 22 or 23 or whatever, but just, uh, well, in that, I mean, just to ask the question and like, I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach, but we have in succession, Antonio Brown, Juju, and now Claypool. What has Juju done? I mean, Juju is uh, the more famous challenge. for TikToks than like being good. Well, I mean, he has a shoulder injury that has him out for the year, but he's not. He's never been a problem on the field. He's never gotten like stupid penalties. What are you making faces for? Juju is notorious for being too into TikTok to be. Did you hear what I just said? I said he's never been a problem on the field. And there's, if you're watching on YouTube, you can Ryan, see Antonio Brown wasn't really a problem on the field. Ryan, what was your thought going through your head when you saw Chase Claypool celebrating a first down with 30 seconds left in the game when Steelers had no timeouts and time was of the essence? And it's important. I mean, I, I don't, that stuff frustrates me. It's an old person who's a parent of a teenager and a 10 year old because, you know, I, I, I now, get, hold on. They could I give him the Antonio on, Brown award on, for best celebration. On. You want to hear what you have to say, but I'm talking. So I, I I understand he's 23 or whatever, and that you know young men's brains don't develop to the 27. But look, man, this is your job. You understand how it works. You can't be doing stupid things continuously over and over and over again. You have to get over it. You talked to Mike Tomlin about playing music at practice, and Mike Tomlin said, "Don't worry about that. You are right catching footballs and not making mistakes. You're making mistakes, and you're making avoidable st- mistakes. You're not making physical mistakes. You're making dumbass mental mistakes." And it keeps happening. He had a huge year last year. He had nine touchdowns. Was a huge part of their 11-0 start. Um, 
he hadn't been there each and every week now that Juju went down. And, and I know, Brinson, you're bringing up AB and, and Juju. Juju's never been a problem on the field. He likes TikTok. He's 25 or whatever. That's what those kids do. AB, and I was, you know, it's funny you say that. I was thinking about this during the game. Deontay Johnson is a great player. He's not always where he's supposed to be. He's had, he had a drop this week and a drop last week after not dropping anything previously. But, you know, he had a touchdown that I think he dropped during this game. And, you don't get that many opportunities, especially when you're down 29 nothing. But I, I, the thought crossed my mind for as crazy as AB is and for all the nonsense he does, he never made mistakes on the field. Like you could count on AB to be there. And Tom Brady clearly thought the same thing. That's why he's in Tampa Bay. So, you know, it's a trade off. You have to do the math. Is it worth it or is it not worth it? Uh, eventually, the, the um, Steelers thought it wasn't worth it, in part because AB didn't want to be there. The Raiders thought it wasn't worth it because AB arrived in a hot air balloon and burned his feet off. And now the Buccaneers may have to. Chamber, What's that? I mean, he burned his feet with a cold chamber. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, he he found new ways to get out of a job, and he celebrated when he got cut. We saw that also on on the internet. But I, mean, I guess to your point is Mike Tomlin does a very good job of containing it, but sometimes the new the the, the young the kids get loose. Is that and it may saying? be a situation where like as he gets older and the kids get younger, it, there's a disconnect. Now he has a kid in college, I believe who plays football. Uh, he did last time I, I checked. So, you know, he has some sense of that, but like, you know, I've showed you what, what uh, my 14 year old Spotify in a year list looks like Debo, who, who just turned 30, didn't recognize the first 20 songs in that list. So I have no chance of knowing what these kids are up to. And maybe that's the direct, maybe Mike Tomlin needs to hire a, a youth liaison officer or something. I don't know. I don't know what you do. All right. Nathan, our buddy, Nathan Graber in the chat thinks my big eyebrows mean I'm reading the chat. No. My big eyebrows mean if Ryan Wilson, lifelong Steelers fan, thinks that the Steelers need to hire a youth liaison, we have well the Chase Claypool thing is is a recurring uh, recurring problem. But if you I mean, if you think Mike Tomlin needs to hire a youth liaison officer, a a youth liaison officer, Brenton, why are you so against the youth liaison? I know he's trying to keep people from working. You need a conduit there to connect everyone. That's all I'm saying. Is that normal? Don't you no, have a youth liaison normal. at your house to, to relate to your child? But my point is, I mean, I just, I just laid out I just laid out why it's my point. Who doesn't? I'm just kidding. Do you have a youth, a youth liaison? Every team has issues except for, except for the Patriots. I mean, that's the bottom line. They're, every team you could point to and say, yeah, that's, that's sort of – that's not ideal. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So I don't think Tomlin's lost control of that locker room. Everyone in the place room seems to love him. I, I think Chase Claypool is just a young guy who grew up you know, two generations later than Tomlin, a generation and a half later than Tomlin or whatever. And maybe there's a disconnect. Maybe there's not. I mean, maybe things are different. He's playing for Mike McCarthy. Maybe they're better. Maybe they're worse. But I mean, but you know, like Terrell Owens was doing sit-ups on his driveway. Ocho Cinco proposing to a cheerleader. Like wide receivers. Doing Odell crazy, Beckham kicking the thing. The, 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 doing the dog pee celebration. I None mean, of those yeah. situations involve a running clock in the game. But what I'm saying is that wide receivers do crazy things because they can yeah. be a little diva-ish. So I don't think it's limited to Chase Claypool. I got yeah. no problem with Chase. Look, Chase Claypool is a very good wide receiver. Awesome deep threat. Young and it guy. Had no, it had no effect in the game. They should have won. But the other rookie the rookie yeah, dropped the balls. Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? Just don't celebrate right now. I said that, but you're acting like it's worse than the, the scenarios that Breach just laid out. I think I mean, Debo might agree that Terrell Owens doing sit-ups in the driveway was probably more detrimental to Eagles fans mental health in terms of is he going to stay or is he going to go than Chase Claypool will taking two seconds to do the first bounce on. Would you like to weigh in on this, Debo? I, I think that 
was more involved with just a rivalry with the quarterback. So if Chase Claypool had an intense rivalry with Big Ben, which doesn't <laughs> appear to be the case, um, that would be more cause for concern. And I don't know if it cost him tonight, but may- maybe they squeeze in one extra play at the end. That's true. No, I don't disagree with that. Debo's just saying that because Penn State dropped a touchdown pass. <laughs> Chase Claypool also pretty big on TikTok, by the way, like 2 million followers. Ooh. Good, good TikTok for those. So you're saying uh, he's Juju 2.0? Yeah. I don't know why you care about you. As someone who spends yeah, all care. their no, time no, on social no, media, no, no. this not, is I, I don't know the why great irony me. is the only person that spends ninety five percent of their waking hours on social media on this podcast is you, and you're getting upset at these guys for being on TikTok. I have no problem with it being on TikTok. Sounds like you do. I would say this: <laughs> that, Thank you, that Seth, throw man. to Fryermuth at the end. Like I kind of want Ben to come back. Shut up! That was a he, whip, he can man. come back on whatever team you start. Got it. Stop it. I think he still got it. I mean, he threaded the needle. He they had the some big throws tonight. I just dropped in, in the second so you, half, so you guys can see the the front angle of literally the he placed it in Firemuth's hands. I mean, it was right there, and obviously Harrison Smith made a great play. Yeah, but right. Harrison I, I mean, Smith did a good job. Roethlisberger could have not. There was no quarterback in the NFL who could have made a better pass. You could have equaled that pass. But you could not have made it better. I mean, he put it right where it had to be with three guys around uh, Friermuth, and it was—I I mean, just a fantastic throw. It was an absolute <laughs> whip. Yeah, that's a great throw, and he played great in the second half. Uh, he threw a jump ball late in the game to to James Washington in the end zone that should have been intercepted, but it was a—I don't—I don't have a choice sort of pass. The ball fell incomplete. But again, well, he had I a couple mean, of those too. I mean, they're, for the Clay first, one the, down the too, first yeah. three quarters, their longest play was a simultaneous possession uh, like catch that Ben just threw up. He, yeah. But they were working, and his receivers were coming down with some crazy catches. Yeah, even Claypool made a great play, and even though Brinson wants to get him canceled, but that's okay. I love Claypool. What are you talking about? Brinson, don't get Claypool, Claypool canceled. What'd you guys think of uh, after this? It was it's twenty nine fourteen. Steelers score a touchdown. That I think it was the touchdown. James Washington's 30-yard catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut it to 29-20. They could have gone for one and made it a one-score game, but Tomlin decided to go for two. What would you have done? Well, let me ask. Let me back up. So the first touchdown they scored made think, it 20. I think Tomlin's 20. a little predictable with his analytics. <laughs> nice. He pulled the harp on him. The first time they scored. Oh! They made it a, what did it make? What was the, the score was 29-0, so 29-7. The analytics say you should go for it early on two. So they should have gone for it after the first touchdown. So it should have been 29. When it's 29, six, they should have gone for two. That's how the analytics works. Cause that way, you know, going forward, correct? Correct. So that's, I saw that. I said, Oh, it's a 22 point game. Go for two or 23 point game, whatever it was after six, uh, 23 points when it was 29, six, go for two. And they just kept going for one. At the end, it worked out because they got there. They didn't get it that one time. I was fine with them going for it then. I mean, you got to go for it at some point. So you're supposed to go for it earlier than later. So what's wrong with going for it then? I I agree with that. I do think that like there's like the analytics say go for it there, and the the part that makes sense is if you don't get it, there was still 12 and a half minutes left. If you get the ball back, you don't have to worry about scoring a touchdown because the first three possessions you're down 29 nothing. You got to score a touchdown. If you're down 29 to 20 and and a possession fourth and five at the 25, you can kick a field goal because so it just opens up your options. You're not right. limited because you're going to need two scores no matter what if you fail. And then if you get it, obviously you're down a touchdown. I think the only advantage of the extra point, and this is something that analytics doesn't take into account because it's numbers, is that you are it's a one-score game. You make the extra point, it's a one-score game. And and you, 
crazy things happen. The other team feels a lot more pressure in a one-score game. I don't think Kirk Cousins throws a 62-yard touchdown pass in a one-score game. I don't think they play as aggressively. You have a little bit more leeway for mistakes if you're up two scores. But if it's one score, I think the Vikings play a little bit more conservatively. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know. I know you got to break it quickly. I don't know why why the math says go for it earlier rather than later. I understand that you have more opportunities, but to your point, I don't know how that's considered. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with. I like. I I think you can make an argument either way, um, and I do think that two makes sense at that point. You know, but. It's something to be said for cutting a game down to one score versus two scores. And Brinson, I know you want to take a break here, but I want to give you a little uh, lead into after the break. I want to give Breach uh, some props for something he said that actually made sense that happened what? in this game. And after the break, we'll give Breach props. Before we go to the break, we'll throw it very quickly because he deserves this. This poor guy. No. Chance Long. He benched Dalvin Cook. Oh, no. He's at his office party. Throw up the comment, Debo. I don't care if we get FCC'd. <laughs> oh, what does he say? Oh, there's some cuss words in there. He had to sit there at his office party and watch it the entire time. Debo, throw the comment up. Debo ain't throwing that Debo comment up. Do it. Debo's too soft. <laughs> Debo just goes silent. Because <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. He, he used the S word in there. That's it's appropriate. In, uh, Worst anyway. office party ever. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, he's just checking his phone watching oh. Dalvin Cook go for 50 points at his office party. We'll discuss. There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, man. It's a really good chance that Brinson sucks <laughs> at, at a principal. <laughs> I mean, chance. I don't know. I who, here's Ryan, read the tweet. That hurts. Yeah, I don't know who Chance is a fan of, but I guarantee you he hated the Steelers defense tonight. He said, I, Chance writes in the comments, I forgot to start Dalvin Cook in my fantasy league and had to watch him put up 200-plus at my work Christmas party-ish hurt. <laughs> oh, man. It's a tough scene, man. That's a tough beat. That's the, well, I hope you have uh, the office party. Was great, yeah, I hope you had fun at the office party. <laughs> yeah, gotta... if you get drunk enough at an office party, you don't even remember that you forgot to start Dalvin Cook. That hopefully you got drunk enough where you forgot that you forgot to start. What if his secret Santa pre secret Santa present was a Dalvin Cook jersey? <laughs> you burn it as soon as you get home. Oh! Oh! All right, like, let's take a break. We'll come back and discuss more about this game. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Smash that like button if you're watching so we can give away a Brinson Sucks hat. And if, if you keep smashing the like button, we get enough, uh, enough likes, we can give away a Paramount Plus Christmas gift card. I'm just making things up on the fly. By the way, I saw on the social medias, and people listening can check this out, 30 free days of Paramount Plus. So that check is that true. out. Get, get a, get a look-see about that. Have so, you? Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to move on if you want to say some Paramount Plus. Things. You move on. Um, and then, and by the way, uh, I think it's Christmas or maybe shortly after Christmas, Diva, that the Reno 911 movie is coming out. I am super pumped about that. Paramount Plus. Check it out. Can't wait for that. And I was going to give Breach some props because he's talked about this uh, several times in recent weeks. Um, I think the Vikings got a first down. It was 2.45 to go. And I said, Tom's going to let this thing run down like a pain in the butt. That dude called timeout at 2.38, Breach, and it worked out perfectly. I was very proud of him. He listened That was to a podcast. master class in timeout. I'm actually glad you brought that up because, yeah, I mean – they. Great clock management by the Steelers. And the fact that they got the ball back there, I mean, or horrible clock management by the Vikings. But the fact that Pittsburgh got it back with 216 left mm. was just, I mean, it was the best possible situation considering what had happened. They gave up the touchdown to fall down 3620. Uh, and, and yeah, Tomlin was perfect using those timeouts. What was more impressive to either of you, the the clock management there before the two minute warning, or Deontay Johnson getting out of bounds with three seconds to go on that crossing route? That's oh, like definitely Deontay Johnson, who normally drops everything. And he doesn't drop everything. This well, year you know what's better. crazy? There was someone, a Steelers player, I don't remember who it was, just standing on the sideline doing nothing, and it looked like I think the play was designed so that it could be like a possible hook and ladder if he got close to tackled because. They had two kind of receivers floating near him. If you watch the replay, which didn't make much sense unless <laughs> it was, hey, if you're going down, you got a ladder lift. Because the Vikings play the Lions have one shot left to beat us defense every time within five <laughs> minutes. Like, that's what they were playing. They're like, there's no way the Steelers can score twice here. And it's so here's the here's something else that's sort of interesting. Um, I took the Steelers minus three and the Steelers to win, lost both of those. Brinson and I talked about this on our weekly Wednesday night HQ hit. We both took Justin Jefferson over 95 and a half, I believe. 79. I took Deontay Johnson over 80. He got 76. I did get Kirk Cousins two touchdowns. Hooray for me, but I'm still losing money. What were your can, other bets? Can we talk about the prop I got? Uh, what's your prop, Breach? Well, Brinson has been busting me for a couple weeks with my kicker props. <laughs> And they just keep hitting. They keep hitting. Greg Joseph over six and a half points. Easy, he, easy money. Uh, he had that in like, the, even with a missed field goal and a missed extra point, yeah. he hit it easy. Well, I mean, if you're nailing these things as aggressively as you say you are, you need to be <laughs> getting somebody to create a graphic that's like breaches seven and oh the last He seven only weeks. bets $2 on each of these things. So Hassel and I, every week at, on, on, on Thursday, we're like, Breach is like, my can't miss, can't lose <laughs> kicker prop. <laughs> it's one of the last eight weeks in a row. We're like, has it? 
And Bruce is like, it definitely has. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Yeah. No one needs to fact check. So I um, said um, when Brinson, uh, on the, again, on, I think maybe all three of us on, I don't remember what it was, but I said that the Steelers had to win the four out of five and the and the Vikings had to win four out of five. The Steelers, I never thought had a chance, even though they, they won their Super Bowl last week, which I'm fine with. So the Vikings still have to win three out of their remaining four. Um, you know what's Bear, crazy, Wilson, is oh boy. eight oh and nine boy. might get in the playoffs. In the NFC. Oh, boy. What? Eight and you nine might get you, in the playoffs in the NFC. Wilson. Yeah. You know what's happening, right? Uh, just Passive, a, aggressive oh. reach. In, was he, in, was he, in the NFC. talking you in into NFC. believing NFC. that he might make the playoffs when no, no. he won't. When He's talking about the NFC. I'm not trying to convince anyone that the Bengals are going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going but to the, even Bowl. the NFC talk is crazy. I mean, Debo uh, needed the Steelers to help him out with the with, by beating the Vikings. But you but have like, the NFC is just a, 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 a is medlam. But okay, maybe eight wins doesn't breach. I'm, I'm not convinced yet. But still, the Vikings need to win three out of four. I feel like to enhance their chances. They have two Bears games, and let's say they win both of those, then they have to beat both the Rams and the Packers. How confident are you? That they can pull that off. I think they can win one of those. I mean, the Rams oh, just well, that's three games. Wally gag. And they already beat the Packers once. I don't I, know. I do like I'm not I wouldn't I'm not gonna pick them in either of those games, but I do like I would feel forty percent, thirty percent that they win three or four. What do you where are you at? Uh yeah, like 40 percent. I'm at seventeen percent that they win three or four. I do think it's more likely the Vikings beat the Bears twice than the Washington football team beats the Cowboys twice. Obviously. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, that's, I mean Washington's six right now. I'm at 1% for the Steelers winning three or four, even though we're not talking about them right now. <laughs> uh, the, but, the Vikings routinely kind of like poo their pants against the Bears late in the season. But even if that happens with Washington, uh, Debo's Eagles are still sitting right there. So, well, but that's the other part is that Washington and the Eagles still play each other twice. So if they split, that's another loss for each of those teams. If if the Eagles sweep, then you know, then you add two losses to Washington and and you know Philly's six and seven right now. So it just it's it's a whole thing because they play each other twice. All right. Well, let's let's play the game. We have Washington, San Francisco, the six and seven seasons we sit here. Minnesota, Philly, and you can add Carolina, Atlanta, the Saints if you want to. I wouldn't, but you can. Uh Pick two teams to get the the last two playoff spots because I think the first five are probably pretty much in stone. I can't. That's too difficult. <laughs> I refuse. Regis <laughs> not looking at the schedule. I, I know. I think the 49ers. I think the 49ers absolutely. They still have to play the Falcons and Texans. I think. I, I think the I think the Vikings are at best two and two. Right. That's where I'm at. Like that's best case scenario. And right. that gets like, into eight and nine. And we're sleeping on. We're, that's a pure sweep of the Bears. Right, and we're sleep. I mean, Justin Fields is coming back, and we're sleeping on the Bears not maybe having some luck, and also the fact that every single game is a one-score game for Minnesota. So that's eight and nine. So they're not. I think San Francisco with a lot depends on at Bengals this week, then Falcons at home at Titans. I think if the Forty Niners beat Rams, if the Forty Niners beat the Bengals, I think they're a lock for the playoffs. Well, they have two wins on that schedule. It looks like. You said what? What uh, you said the Texans and who else is on the schedule? That's easy. Texans and Falcons both okay. at home. Okay, in so California. they and then they have to win one more. Is there one more win on there? The Bengals and who the else? The Bengals, Titans, and Rams. And it's also possible that that Rams game is like the Rams are locked into the fifth seed and they don't want to play anybody because McVay won't yeah, play yeah, anyone in the preseason. Yeah. Where's the Titans game? In Nashville. 
Okay. On a Thursday. So they have to fly hmm. across the country. Well, halfway across the country. If they're if they're halfway across the country. If the 49ers somehow go two and oh the next two games, which is not crazy. They and also yeah. Kyle Shanahan hates the Falcons, but will kill them. Oh, the old Brentson rivalry game. No, here's his ugly head. We are betting Kyle Shanahan against the Falcons. Teams should hire you to find a rivalry in each every week. It's called <laughs> analytics, Wilson. <laughs> Brentson Lytics. <laughs> also the Titans. Um Okay, so I think we're all we're leaning San Francisco. So what about the Washington's at six, and then you have Minnesota, Philly, Carolina, Atlanta. Washington's at six, and they still play the Cowboys twice, twice, and the Eagles. I mean, twice. Washington can win the division, but probably won't. I think Washington's going two and three over the final five. So you like the Vikings more than Washington over the final four and a half weeks since the Vikings already played the game. I mean. I just don't trust this Vikings team. And maybe that's what, what team do you trust, Ryan? Debo is Gardner Mitchell. Like, in, in the Eagles. NFC. I might trust the, the Eagles. I was gonna in say, the, would you rather have Gardner Mitchell or Jalen Jalen Hurts as your quarterback? Shut up. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> no, Hurts Hurts opens up this offense and makes him dangerously in terms of the rush. Like Washington at home, Giants at home, at Washington, Cowboys at home, right? Steven, what if I told you that the Eagles will make the playoffs, but it's going to be a 50-50 split with the quarterback situation, and sometimes they're on the field at the same time? I'll take it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm <laughs> if you told Debo, like, hey, Debo, you have to cut off your left leg, but the Eagles make the playoffs. He's like, sure. Sounds great. I don't know. He, he's, he doesn't like the quarterback controversy nonsense, and I don't want to perpetuate it, so I was just throwing As, that. Yeah, you hurts not controversy. You're perpetuating it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think <laughs> – Sure. I think either Washington or the Eagles, one of those two teams gets to three more wins, which would put them at nine. So I think eight is a slight possibility, but I feel somehow it's going to take nine wins to get that final wild card spot. I think you need, yeah, I agree. I think you need to be nine and eight to make the playoffs as a wild card. This, this NFC East thing is shaping up exactly like last year where, who who's the lunatic who sits their starters to screw the other guy in the, in week eighteen? Let me ask you this, um, and I know you're into revenge games, Brinson and Breacher, into a lot of random stuff you think affects games. What about Mike McCarthy coming off the COVID list and announcing that he's going to beat Washington? Idiotic! What are you doing? Just keep your mouth shut. Just, Did the COVID just... make him say that? Is that what happened? <laughs> COVID didn't make me do anything. We need watch Marvel movies. But I mean, yeah, like, why would you say that? I Like, what he said wasn't crazy. He just said, we're confident we're going to win the game. He just said it out loud. But just don't say it, bro. Just don't say it. Like, just... And then, you know what? If you lose, you look even dumber. That's the other problem. Yeah. All right. He's got Jerry Jones on his like heels if they if they don't make the playoffs if, if that somehow happens there's do you, stop do you have it. to fire him they, they're making the play eight and four. there's a path <laughs> there's a path by the way shout Ryan, out to, what what if washington wins what if washington beats the cowboys well that'll be hilarious then what do you mean in terms now. of and you're not gonna fire mike mccarthy i'm sure that jerry jones is if on mike board. mccarthy misses the playoffs he gone he's not missing the playoffs what well, I was going to say is shout out to the, I think it was the pick six podcast Twitter feed for uh, showing the path for the lions could still make the playoffs. I love it. And they use the word path in the tweet. So shout path. out to those guys. What are you talking? So I don't know what the, 
odds are. I'll look them up real quick in a second. But Dallas, I'm going to guess, missing the Dallas playoffs. Dallas has a very good chance of making the playoffs. It's like it's got to be 98%. This week at Washington, it gets a little tricky. Well, don't worry. Mike McCarthy guaranteed the win, so it's all good. <laughs> I mean, but would you want Mike Tomlin guaranteeing a win going to Baltimore? No, Mike Tomlin to said on the playoff race when the Steelers started like oh, Steelers started like zero and two way back twenty thirteen or something, and, and Thomas said they're going to unleash hell. They went like zero and five or something. I was like, all right, quit. Exactly. We don't need to, don't need to hear about exactly. Mike McCarthy, the guy who showed up at training camp, was like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. It's called Austin Powers. <laughs> like major minutes. Like, what are you doing? No, nah, leave him alone. But leave him alone. He's guaranteeing a win going to the division, like in a division game on the road. I'm guarantee a loss. Insanity. I feel like Dallas fans are okay with it. Unless they I, lose. I would not be okay with it. And then you're just mad at him. Like, what's so, the upside? By the way, Dallas's chances of making the playoffs, according to Football Outsiders, 99.4. So that's why he, he saw that and he said, you know what? I'm going to keep guaranteeing wins till we get to the playoffs. He's probably going to get it as a wild card. If they lose the division, Jerry ain't going to be happy. No. Are they 7-1? 8-4. and four. What are you talking about? What? What, were they, what were they at one point? Oh, I don't think they were 7-1. and one. That sounds ambitious. No, I think they were 6-1. and one. Oh, okay. That's not far off. All right, my bad. They, they, were, they, were, they were up there. Yeah, 6-1. and one. Four, of their last, uh, four of their last six. Uh no, they, they were they six and one, and lost, lost on the last second field goal of the Buccaneers. Otherwise, they would have been seven and zero. Oh, and then their losses have just been—they've gotten dismantled. I mean, even the overtime Raiders game, the Raiders dominated for they got 90 destroyed for by the Broncos. the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, th- people are asking questions about the Dallas offense. Yeah, no, that's fair. I get it. And Mike Ooh, McCarthy's guaranteeing a win. It's Mike a, McCarthy versus Mike it's a Zimmer. Real Texas double down by Mike McCarthy. I will say this: Football Outsiders has Washington as twenty eight point eight percent chance, but Debo's Eagles at forty percent. So they like their schedule a little better. And Chicago, sorry, not Chicago. Minnesota was thirty five percent before tonight, so they're, that's going to go up. And who are the other teams in the mix in the that we like? San, San Francisco. Francisco. Wow, San Francisco is eighty one percent to make the playoffs. Hmm. A very interesting breach. I mean, their schedule. My 49ers. Their schedule's very friendly. Your 49ers. I still, I am not, I would not put any money on the Minnesota Vikings to make the playoffs. I can't believe how much you hate the Vikings, Ryan. Breach, you said the words left your mouth that they've had, they've been up by six or more points more than any of the teams in the NFL, I believe is what you said. There wasn't a better bet than the over. And like betting against the Vikings in the second half when they have a lead. Yeah, that then that's the follow up. That's the punchline. And they're, they're going mean, to get scored on. They're going to be in a close game. And the Steelers are not a good football team, and they no. they almost lost to them. So are the Ravens a good football team if the Steelers beat them? They don't do the transit of property right now. I'm, I'm just asking Ryan. The, the Ravens have questions, but the difference is that I feel better about the Ravens than I do about the Vikings. The Ravens haven't scored more than 20 points in like five weeks. A month. Yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's uh, this, these, these. And, low- and, and coincidentally, the last time they did score more than 20 points, it was against the, the Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Breach over himself. Hmm? In overtime? Yeah. The there's, Vikings blew a lead in that game, though. These wildcard races are about to get weird. Like, there's going to be some bizarre tiebreaker stuff happening at the end of these 
wildcard races because everything's so snug. Like if you told me Indy, like Indy could end up being the five seed in the AFC, that wouldn't be They're crazy. eight right now. Here they come. I would be petrified to play the Colts in the wildcard round. Yeah, they got to get there first. I'd be yeah. petrified to play the Vikings in the wildcard round. You, just, you know I you got to hit a I field would, goal to win. I, mean, I would like, embrace it. That's no. the other thing I meant to mention, by the way. Breach is talking up his Greg Joseph bet. If the Steelers weren't so terrible in the first half, Greg Joseph wouldn't have got would have got cut at halftime because he honked the first uh, field goal attempt and then he missed an extra point. And that is a recurring theme with him. I feel like oh, very recurring. He already cost him that game against the Cardinals when he missed a mid thirties yard field goal at the, on the last play of that game. And you were totally right, Wilson. And then he went and made the rest of his kick. So. Vikings fans that put that they'll be like, that's the last thing we need to worry about. Right. He was fine. He rebounded. And then next week, the same thing's going to happen, except his kick is miss is going to come in the fourth quarter with 40 seconds left. All right, let's get out of here. Don't have enough likes for a giveaway. That's fine. We'll do it the next time on Sunday. Or well, I guess we, the end of the week recap would be Sunday night football. Ryan, are you going to burn your Steelers clothes? No, why would I burn them? I'll save them for uh, when they go to the Super Bowl. Ooh, the 49ers beat. Oh, I might buy a 49ers jersey. 2031? Show up in a 49ers jersey. You could do that. Not Joe Montana. <laughs> oh, that breaks back. Bad. Bre- oh, Breach will have a number. A Joe Montana jersey would really troll you? Is that what you're saying? Breach will snap. I wonder what Breach snapping looks like. Oh, boy. I beat you to the 49ers paraphernalia here, man. I already got it. A, anyway. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will have a giveaway at the next primetime game. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.